Hello, Fringers. The following podcast may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Apparently we sat in some gum. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we love you all. Thank you for coming back to another episode of Chaos Incorporated, our lovely actual play show where we play some Identico Cyberpunk RPG. If you would like to buy this pretty core cool rulebook right here, it's only $30 at playidentico.com. Is, is it that specific book? It is. I will send you this specific book if you really want this specific copy. I will send that has you. Alex's DNA on it. That's so true. That, that's priceless. You could I, clone your you own. You don't Alex. need more than one Alex. It's scary. It might. It I mean, might. We could use another Alex. It might cause the end of the universe as we know it. We don't know. That's that's why it's fun. Uh, so again, yeah, thank you all for joining us tonight. I am once again joined by our wonderful cast. Uh, first out of the shoot, it is Caleb playing Zed Lane. This better not awaken anything in me. I think it's going to. I really do. Oh, I Lord. do hope so. Uh, next up, it is Kaylee playing our intrepid hacker, Chone. Fire can't go through doors, stupid. It's not a ghost. <laughs> oh, that was fun. And, and apropos for tonight's session, where we're going to pick up. Uh, and finally, it is Michael. Playing our Leo, Maxi. Everybody out there is shooting each other for nothing while you sit here in your ivory tower. Very nice. Uh, speaking of which, where we left less... Uh, bleh, words are hard. Try again. Last left our uh, intrepid heroes. Previously uh, on Identico. Yes. Where we lurched, uh, lurched. They Meet were sent... The game of Identico. They were sent to go pick up uh, Cassandra Blythe, the head of uh, Blythe Media Networks, uh, who you can read about more of the Identico core rulebook. Uh, and one of the Meanwhile, members of the Hall of Justice. Yes. Uh, and summons a can of tuna. So uh, they were told they have 11 minutes to get in and out of the location that they are at in Southeast Asia. Um, thus far, it's been about four. So they've got about seven minutes to go before their extraction is dead. Um, so, uh, in a surprising turn of events, Zed was kind of the MVP of last session. Uh, the team uh, engaged in dynamic entry into the uh, hotel suite where Cassandra Blythe and her family are staying. Uh, if there's anything we're good at, it's dynamic entry. It was a very dynamic entry through windows, even. Um Suffice to say, like I said, uh, there was a firefight, a very big firefight, uh, ending with uh, Zed slamming people around like they were ragdolls, uh, Maxi exchanging grenades with his uh, previous nemesis, and successfully? Chone successfully-ish. Current nemesis. Current and, nemesis. And Chone chopping off someone's head and tossing them. Whoop! Oh, I lost my video feed. I'm in charge now. Well, I don't know oh, what shit. happened there. My, Apparently my excellent Foley work destroyed the stream. <laughs> um, 
and uh, Joan chopped someone's head off and threw them over a balcony. And through we're actually just it. the head, just over the head, the not the body. Oh, that, sorry, that would just, be, just the head uh, yeah. over the balcony. And now we are picking up at the top of the next initiative round uh, and coming back into it. Uh, it is uh, Horiuchi. Where did we leave Horiuchi? Uh, he was fighting with uh, the other guy. Yes, he's still fighting. He is still mm -hmm. engaged with Kidu. What I'm going to do is we're going to roll a couple of dice here because we don't actually do. We don't make this up. We actually roll. Ooh. All right. Kidu is able to successfully finally disarm Horiuchi. Uh, Kidu kind of spins him around and now has him in a full Nelson. And is holding him against one of the walls. And that brings us to Maxi. So oh, if you uh, recall, Hogan had dived out the front door after Zed went bombing past you and like threw a guy through a wall. Um, You're standing in the hallway kind of facing toward the, the entrance, the actual entrance so of the hotel suite. Maxi realizes that Hogan is not the target and that they have people that they are supposed to exfiltrate. In set within the next seven minutes. Mm -hmm. So Maxi is going to disengage uh, from what's happening here, trying to pat himself out because I believe his is a uh, combat armor is slightly on fire. It's at the it's moment. it's more like a, a soft Card. smolder. Soft smolder. Yeah. And uh, Maxi's going to start going room to room looking for the captives. Uh, which way are so you going gonna, first? Maxie's dipping out of if the combat is still on. Yeah, we're on. dipping out of the combat. So you can okay. you can go forward toward the. You see two doors at the end of the hallway. Sorry, three doors at the end of the hall that you're facing down, and then there's the door behind you that uh, Zed just crashed through. In. Yes. Okay. Um. And please remind me who we are exfiltrating. Cassandra Blythe, the head of Blythe. Yes. Media yes. Networks. Um, Maxie's going to move down the hall and call out, uh, Blythe, we are here to remove you. We are here to exfiltrate you, not remove you. We are here to exfiltrate you from the premises. We have six minutes. Please respond. Okay. That's your turn. Uh, uh Maxie's going to go to that first door and I don't know if I can open the door or. So there's a door on your left, a door to your front yeah. and a door to your right. Um, so he'll go left. He'll go. As a free action, can I like indicate that they're probably in that room that I was going towards? We have comms. Yeah, you have comms inside your helmets. Yeah. I mean, I just well, didn't want to jump in on. No, you're good. On a, well, no, someone else's combat. And, well, no, and we're all we're. I mean, we're within like 15 feet of each other, basically. Right. So then, yeah, if if you're coming towards where Zed is, he's gonna. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the cool like military finger direction that way. All right, then please stop, Maxi. Maxi will follow Zed's direction. So you you flip around and head towards where Zed is, which brings us to Zed's mm -hmm. turn. Oh, cool. Okay, so if Maxi is coming towards me for the extraction, I want to pivot. So you just into... put one guy's head through a wall, right? So my original intent was to put him through the wall and then go get the two grown-ups. 
Okay, you see the two females in the bed. They both see you. Obviously, they're awake now. Yeah. Um, and they have looks of surprise and fear on their faces. Uh, so I'm going to... I'm going to turn to them quickly and say, be cool and nobody gets hurt. I'm going to pivot a little bit to give Maxi access and kind of protect his six as he goes into this room or at okay. least give him that like a uh, corridor to take. Okay. But then I'm also going to say to the adults, where are your kids so that we can keep them safe? Okay. Hmm. Interesting situation. We find ourselves in here. Did it happen again? It did. Mm-hmm. What do you know? I love you, Discord. I really, really do. I really. And your mic, and your mic is mic just swapped. Yay. Yeah, yeah. And you're frozen I, in our image. You're frozen when your heart's not open. Okay. Jeez, can you hear me now? Am I better? Yep. We can hear you. But hear you. We're gonna do that. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Discord. You know, we had this issue. No, this last week it was OBS. Now we're, now we're on Discord being a butthead. Mm -hmm. Okay. Listen, computers. Help me out here. Please. I loved it, you. That's two weeks in a row. So weird. Anyway. Um, go ahead. You have a lot. Do you... Um, you can either give me deceit or intimidation. As so you feel appropriate. Hmm. I, I am not being intentionally deceptive. I honestly want to make sure the children are not harmed in this exfiltration. Right. So I can I can do an intimidate. You may be being intimidating. Uh hold on. Oh, I need another die. Do I uh, provide? Do, do I provide any assist in just being intimidating? I'm accounting for that. I was gonna say okay. I am smoldering with a bloody arm. <laughs> All right. So uh, part of this role was really great, and part of this role wasn't so great. Uh, the part that was really great was the natural twenty I got, give, bringing me Ooh. to a thirty. Oh, there we go. All right. Uh, hey, soft skills. The the thing I built Zed to do. Um. Uh, Soft smolder. Both of them like indicate back out the room and down the hall. Um, to you, right? So with Maxi moving into the room, I'm gonna nod at them, and then I will use my movement to go down the hall. Okay. Okay. So you start moving down the hallway, uh, yeah. Chone. As you turn around after flinging his bloody head over the thing, one of the other guards, the one that, that Zed had kind of pushed into the wall and moved past, that's standing mm -hmm. in the living room, uh, is taking three shots at you. Oh, no. I should have just to attempt to dodge. Through his head, his friend's head over a balcony. So he's a little upset with you. Can I try and pull his buddy's body in front of me? Yeah. You absolutely that's, that's, can do that. That's what's going to happen with my defense roll. Okay, give me a roll. Nat 20. 
I had to look because these are new dice, so they just okay. have the uh, so oh, they have the little Kraken head for the twenties. So most body armor comes with like a drag handle in the back, mm -hmm. right? So you pick up the body by the drag handle and just kind of hold it in front of you as the guard peppers the uh, corpse with bullets into its armor. Hold. Hold. Okay. Okay. Moving right along. Now it's Kidu's turn. Uh, Kidu is going to attempt to slam some stun cuffs on homeboy. Horiuchi. Oh, Horiuchi's doing a good job. Horiuchi manages to break free of the full Nelson and assumes a fighting oh. stance against Kidu. Ooh. And that brings us to Chone's turn. So Chone grabs the carry handle, pulls the body up in front of him, kind of ducks behind it. It takes some impacts. Then Chone, like, lifts their head up. So, like, looking over the body, and you hear a, the sword drop to the ground, and they're holding him, like, with their left hand, and behind their back, pulls their whisper pistol, and he goes, oh, you shot me, I'm your friend, and then shoots the guy. Take the I weakened shot. at Bernie's his friend. Did you just at Bernie's him? Yes, did. I did. Okay. Give me a roll. That's it. 12, 16. That's pretty grim. That's a 16. That is a hit to the head armor. Oh, nice. Uh, that is do to do that much. Oh, oh, okay. Damn. I was like a five, six, one. Okay. Uh, 12 points of damage. Okay. Uh, you definitely do some damage to the helmet. Um, but he's still up. Okay, I'm going to kind of move towards cover, still bringing the body with me. Uh, that brings us back to the top of the round. Horiuchi is engaging with Kidu. Ugh. Uh... Horiuchi gives Kidu a quick snap kick right to the interior gut, and Kidu goes flying back a few feet. Oof. Uh, Maxi. So you are now in the room, as Zed has cleared it for you. You see two adult women. Uh, they're both wearing, like, pajama. They're both wearing pajamas. Uh, one of them is obviously Cassandra Blythe, and you've seen the dossiers, and the other one is her wife. Grab whatever you have that is important within arm's reach. We're gathering your children. We were all we are all leaving in five minutes or less. Okay. Uh hmm. Just give me a straight charisma check. Oh boy. Guys. You can do it, buddy. I believe in you. If Zed can throw people charisma. through walls, Maxi can do charisma. Maxi has zero charisma. Um, I I guess at this point I would maybe ask for intimidation. Go for it. I don't like it, but that's, that's the best I got. Okay, that's not bad. Twenty-one. Okay. Uh, Cassandra's wife looks sufficiently terrified. Um, second. But, what was that total again? 21. 
Uh, yeah, Cassandra's wife looks extremely terrified. Cassandra says, okay, and reaches for the nightstand. Don't. You told her to grab everything within, anything important within arm's reach. Maxie is, Maxie believes that she may be reaching for a weapon. Okay. And well, Maxie will, Maxie will simply say, I would not do that. Zed, it's your turn. You make your way down the hallway. And again, there is a door to your right, a door to your left, and a door to your front. Which one are you going in? Do any of these doors look like a kid's room? Like, I know it's, it's a, a hotel. It's a hotel. Go forward. Go forward. No. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll go forward. Okay. You kick the door open and you see where they've set up like a little mini command post. Do you oh wait? Are you kicking the door open? Or are you just with your massive hands? Are you just grabbing the door, the handle, yeah, just kind of wrenching it, like just popping it? Yeah. Paint me a kick word picture. A kick it nicely. A friendly kick. A nice friendly kick. Yeah. So you kick that in, and you see a command post uh, where they've set up a command post for the uh, protection detail. Who's in there? No one right now. Um, yeah, if there's no one in the room and I give it a quick, like efficient mm -hmm. sweep, um, do I have enough, you have enough time to, to go to another room to kick one more door? Yes. All right. So then I will kick, uh, well, as I exit that room, what would be on my left, what would have been my right as I was walking down this hall. Okay. Uh, you kick open that door. Uh, to see a uh, kind of a short hallway that jogs to the your 45 to your left and then another doorway to your right. But standing right behind where the door swings open is another guard who has a gun pointed at you. I, I bet I need to roll defense, don't I? Pretty soon. Wait, is he behind the door? He was behind the door. You kicked it open and now he's standing there pointing a gun at you. Oh, I, I was hoping like I could kick the door into him, but... Okay. okay. Uh... Joan, the guard that you are trading fire with, is again uh, popping a burst at you. Okay. That's. Ooh. That's not. That's not a good sound. Um. Uh, oh wait, I've got my my brain thingy going on. I've got my entangled senses tingling. Yes. I didn't roll that the first time, so I would have been a ten, but now I rolled another twenty. Okay, so what's the total? Uh, 20. Okay. So the only one that gets through is he does get a critical hit on your left arm. Oh. Now it's time for them to roll some damage. Uh, so this goes past your armor at minus to find a seam. And it does eight points of damage to your left arm. Oh, okay. All right. Moving right along. Just that question, because this has not come up for me before. So because he critical hitted and I critically defended, that's why one shot did get through, right? Yes. Okay. So ties go like to the attacker. Tie. Okay. Ty always goes to the attacker. Which normally benefits us. Yes. Yes. 
<laughs> All right, Joan, it is your turn. Uh, I'm going to shoot him again. Thirteen. No. Okay. He, he manages to just kind of like tip his head and get him right out of the way. Okay. Wait. I get two. I get two rolls. Damn it. I don't know. Never mind. That rolls. Let's suck. You were calling. I, you were doing called shots on his head before, so you only get one when you do the called shot. Oh. Okay. Well then, good. I, I missed both times, or I missed anyway. So. Okay. Uh, moving right along. All right. So Cassandra does reach out of the uh, thing and she does pull out a gun and take a shot at your face, Maxie. You have such a shootable face, though. I mean. So and... the gun she pulls out, uh, it's a plasma disc. You see it when she pulls it. It's a very nice. I mean, it's a fancy looking plasma gun, but you recognize the 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 chambering sound of a plasma cartridge mm -hmm. and the discharge of the electrical field kind of wrapping the the plasma up mm -hmm. as it flies mm -hmm. towards you. So go ahead and what are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to try to not get shot in the <laughs> face. Um, so I'm going to make a defense roll. Um... For our players at home, this is a one slash one shot. It is the little cricket gun. Hmm. Can I use? How do you feel about me using uh, martial arts in com in combination with my defense? Tell me what you're doing. Um, Maxi would be trying to like like basically get low and like kind of move to the side uh, to evade the shot, like get out of the direct line of fire of the plasma. Um, Especially I'll give it to you, but you're gonna have to you're gonna have to semi retreat into like the doorway behind the little entry closet okay but yeah go ahead okay i feel like i need it uh yeah no i'm i am gonna need that that's not jesus that's not too bad that's four 18 nope yeah you do not dodge and she does 16 points of damage to your helmet all right I I kind of I would believe that that kind of shot would probably do similar to what I did to the faceplate of of Hogan. Yeah, remember, Hogan, you got past his faceplate. You did yeah, a critical but, strike and it burned away a portion of his face. Right, he's talking about when he shattered his faceplate with the first shot. Uh no, cuz it's plasma. It's okay. superheated. It's literally oh. plasma. But no, that's what I mean like it's probably like the faceplate is probably warping it's the it's yeah. warping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because of the heat. Yeah. Um, okay. That brings us to Kidu. Um, who's going to go in and attempt to snap that guy's neck. You said that was 16, right? Yep. And the defense roll. Wow. Oh. Horiuchi blocks uh, uh, that effectively. The helmet, has t the helmet has two AP left. Combat is hard. Don't All right. Another shot. Um, so, uh, Zed, you're staring down the barrel of a shotgun. Oh my God. And he is taking a single shot at your face. Grab both your arms. 
Uh, oh, no. Yeah, I mean, my reaction wouldn't be to dodge, but to, like, push the gun away in that split second, if I could. Give I me don't a, know if that would... Give me a defense roll. Uh, and I'm going to... Roll plus agility, right? Yep. All right. And I'm going to show the stream what it was. I don't like the sound of that. I got a 16. Yeah, he rolled a natural 20. Oh, that bastard. So that goes through armor. What a dick. Um, He's got buckshot loaded in there. Not in the face. That's the money maker. And you take, oh, you lucky, lucky duck. Uh, again, it, it kind of like peppers up underneath your chin, right? Because again, it's critical strike, so straight to your yep. HP, and you only take seven points of damage. Oh my lord, that hurts in the face. I'm. It could have been worse. That's a two D ten shot to the face. I'm <laughs> fine with the shot to the face, but not that kind. But that's what she said. All right, he's still holding because of that. Um. Okay, Maxie, you see her wife uh, dive on the far side of the bed and start moving toward the balcony. And that brings us back to the top of the round. Horiyuchi's going after Kidu. Let's see what happens. Horiyuchi? Kidu. <sighs> Jesus. Um, Horiyuchi's doing a number to Kidu. Kido is not rolling very well. But that brings us to Maxi. Uh, Maxi's going to drop his rifle. And with that hand, try to like pull his helmet off and just hold the helmet. We're with the IOG. We need to get you out. We have four minutes. Maxi, go ahead and make me a intelligence check. Before you say that. She is one of the sages. Yeah. She is a sworn enemy of the IOG. And you remember, like, this is not a friendly exfiltration. This is a kidnapping. <sighs> All right. Um... <laughs> I just wanted to remind you of that before <sighs> be you were like... He has, he has been shot a lot. So, so, yeah. So, so... Conversely, well, it's, we're going to backtrack that. Maxi, you, Maxi uses his wounded hand to pop his helmet off, points the rifle at the woman heading for the balcony, and says, drop that gun or I will shoot her dead. Give me an intimidate check. That's a net 20 plus three. So that's 23. Okay. Yes, that the net 20 was enough. <laughs> Uh, you see her toss the gun uh, toward her front, toward you, um, mm -hmm. on the far side of the bed from where she was sleeping, and she raises her hands and puts them behind her head. As no time. No time. Get the fuck up. Get her together. Now. Um, okay. Zed, it's your turn. You just got shot in the face. Uh... Well, that I'm I'm angry. I'm 
I'm going to Zed Hulk mode. Zed, Zed Hulk mode. Uh, I would again attempt. Like I had, so I had tried to push the gun out of the way and failed. I, I went over the barrel. He still shot me in the face. So I would continue to use like that momentum to kind of maybe try to spin, push the gun away, and like body check him. Okay. Give me an attack roll. Okay. Uh, oh. So he's going to try and respond by basically like pushing back with the full force of the, like yeah. this with the gun into yeah. your chest to try and knock you backwards. Got a nap one. <laughs> so he pushes me backwards. And you fall on your butt. Like a three-year-old who's learning to walk, or a two-year-old who's learning to walk, you're like, Badoop. okay. Uh, moving right along. Okay, Chone, you're still in the middle of a firefight. Yep. He's still trying to tag you. Okay, trying to dodge again then. That's an eighteen. Yes. Yeah, you're successful. <sighs> so you're. Well, are you still holding his friend? Yes. So you're basically just like letting his friend take bullets in the chest. Well, it's extra armor. It's an ablative lackey. Well, and to be fair, uh, no <laughs> longer really to the friend. An ablative lackey. Uh, I like that. It's from the game Feng Shui 2. Feng Shui 2. Okay. Uh, and that actually brings us to your turn, Joe. All right. All right. We're going to the big D20 now. We're, we're done screwing with this guy. Shoot. Uh, fifth. Yeah, 15. Okay. Let's Wait a minute. Do I have it? Okay. Hang on. No. Yep. 15. Okay. Okay. And he will attempt to get the heck out of the way with a natural 20. <sighs> Show the stream again. All right. Uh, I'm going to continue to move forward. Uh, well, yeah, I'm trying to get into the room. I want to see if I can get to my companions to possibly give me some cover fire or to maybe get in, get to uh, Kidu, who can then take a swipe at this guy as I go by. Okay. It's not really built for combat for all that they've, they're attempting to do their best. Okay. Um, all right. Maxi. As you look at Cassandra, she has her hands on her head. She says, you take me, you leave them, or I detonate the bomb that's in my chest cavity. Your choice. Would you like to make an insight check? Yeah. Or perception? I need, I need to, yes. Either one. Fourteen. You think she's telling the truth. Fine. Get up. We need to leave now. Okay. Uh, that brings us to Kidu's turn. Chone, uh, Maxie will yell over his shoulder. Leave the kids. We need to go. I wasn't getting the kids. Oh, wait. I'm knocked in my ass. 
Your mouth still works. It's not your in your butt. Well, it also really hurts because I got shot in the fucking That's true. jaw. You did get shot in the jaw. That's true. Oh, okay. actually, let's let's maybe Maxie then would yell over your shoulder. I have the target. Wrap it up. Okay. Uh, Zed, the one that just pushed you down on your butt, is shooting you again. What a piece of shit. What are you doing? Rolling out of the way. <laughs> he's not. You sure he's shooting me? He's not trying to like punch me or something. No, nice he's like trying that. To sh- he's trying to shoot what you. A dick. I have so much more better defenses when I'm. These when are top tier professional mercenaries. Well, bully for them. Nine. That's uh, a better Zed roll. Now um, I'm back. But I didn't. I didn't call it. So, uh, it does not. It does not pierce your armor. So it goes to the armor. It goes to your right arm. And you take nineteen points of damage to the armor. Was it to the armor? Right okay. arm. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. Definitely feeling it. He's still holding. Because these guys are disciplined. Wife freezes. Back to the top of the round. Horiuchi and Kidu are still going at it. I know it isn't actually like that for some reason, since you, since we're not getting too descriptive. I just picture them having a slap. They're the literally the like it looks like a it looks like a John Wick movie. They're just sitting there, just just doing this. Now, as you're watching it out of the corner of your eye, Chone, what you've seen over the last about four or five like kind of rounds for them going blow for blow. Mm-hmm. Um, is Horiuchi is definitely getting one over on Kidu. Whoever this guy is, he knows how to fight. Okay. Right? Like, he is he is a top-tier hand-to-hand combatant. That is the best that you can come up with. Okay. Um, and he is definitely, like, just that notch. Like, Kidu is still extremely skilled, but this guy's just one half-step better. Uh, that brings okay. us to Maxi. Uh, Maxi will... Grab the binders that he has, mm-hmm. his zip ties, and he will move forward to zip tie Cassandra. Mm-hmm. She doesn't resist. So you've got her zip tied now, and you're standing over right. by the foot of the bed. Uh, Zed. Okay, so this guy took a shot at me, but he had also Twice. just shot. I was skipping that part, Alex. (laughs) But he had just shoved me down with, like, the barrel of his shotgun. So as you came in the door, he tagged you once kind of in the bottom of your face. Then you went to go grab for the gun, and he pushes you down. And after you're down is when he shoots you in the arm. So he is still in my immediate body space. About seven feet. Oh, away from me. Yeah, but, I mean, that's still coverable. Like, okay. what's your speed? 60? Yeah, you're fine. Okay. Um, so I want to move, and if I was closer, I would just try to, like, sweep his legs. But what I'm going to do instead is, like, kip up and spear. Kip up and spear tackle. Yes. Got you. Roll to hit. Um... Hold on. Uh, I'm using my cyber armors for this so I can roll that extra d20, right? Yes. 
Yay! Because um, you're kind of using your arms as like basically like think of them like springs as yeah. you kip up, mm -hmm. right? So okay. You kind of kip up and well, then kind of leap forward. Is there like a hydraulic, like a little zzzk, <laughs> like basically the, like the hydraulics in your arms pump up? <laughs> I mean, his arms are lowriders. Yeah. I, I feel like uh, part of Zed's tech is like a, a little disco light. Some RGB starts going because I'm really angry. I'm lying. That's not what's happening. It would be under the armor anyway because we're wearing these cool exosuits. Um, oh, God. This is... Uh, okay, so the dice give me a 28. You win. 29. There's And then more numbers on top of that. You win. Roll okay. me some damage as you spear tackle him into the wall of the hallway. Uh, shit. Okay, so this plus hold on, other dice. I'm getting there. Twenty. <sighs> yeah. Ooh. Uh, you can hear the ceramic on his um uh, on the in the plate as you spear tackle him start to crackle the and it's a familiar sound as it starts to like buckle mm -hmm. from the pressure of you spear tackling him into a wall so uh if i'm looking at the map here you had said i had opened that door that was kind of like a diagonal hallway yeah 45 degree and so now you're kind of halfway through that hallway now but i'm still pushing him like out into the wall are, I'm so, not like pushing him into the room. No, you're pushing him into the room because oh, he okay, okay, okay. Cause he, he shot you as you were trying to come into the room and you fell backwards. And so to spear tackle him forward, you're pushing him into that hallway to okay. your front. So you're kind of halfway up that 45 degree hallway. Okay. And to, out of the corner of your eye, you do see two beds with two kids and you see another guard standing at the foot of the closest bed with a weapon leveled at you. Of course. They're protecting their children's. Chone, you're being shot at some more. Okay, I'm gonna try and dodge at some more. And by dodge, you mean hold up a body? Yep. Uh, that's a ten. Uh, he tags you twice. Ow. Uh, both of them in the armor. Um, the first one is gonna be to your left arm. Again. Ow. Three. Um, first one does 12 points of damage to your left arm. Okay. Where did that other one go? And then your right arm. That's all you can see, obviously. So. Yep. Takes uh, 14 points of damage to the armor. Okay. All right. At that point, it is your turn, Shone. All right. As I'm kind of like dragging this guy into the, the room... I am going to bring up my pistol again, and I'm going to shoot Horiyuchi, hoping to give Kido an advantage. Oh, okay. Very nice. Take a shot. I am I am not going for a called shot. I'm just doing a shot. Got it. Yeah, that's 18 that's plus a hit. 4. 20, okay, 22. Roll me some damage in a location. 13 points of damage to his 8. Right arm. Right arm. Okay. 
How much did you say? 13. Nice. Uh, it definitely distracts him for a second, uh, which actually brings us to Cassandra's turn. So you hear Cassandra yell out very loud, Maxie, as you're like duck walking her toward the, the exit. Um, you hear her yell out, disengage, let them take me. Kidu kind of stops, takes a breath, and then tries to go for a snap kick to Horyuchi's gut. Which Horyuchi does not dodge, and this time he actually get connects. Um, five. Okay, uh, Zed, the one that you currently have kind of spear tackled against the wall. He's going to try and just basically lower his shotgun into your gut and fire. What a dick. Why are these guards so mean to me? <laughs> I just wanted to make sure the kids were safe. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just going to roll way. out of the way. Okay, to your right or your left? Are you rolling back out toward the hallway Backward. or are you rolling into the kids' room? No, backwards away from. Okay. Roll the, Won't listen to reason. Roll me a dodge roll. All right. This is where Zed gets his dick shot off and gets a robot penis. Oh! Is it robot penis time? No, it's a 20. Oh, oh. very nice. Robot penis time. Uh, you not only dodge, but you kind of do this like cool, like pirouette out of the thing. So, okay, I dodge and pirouette backwards because Zed is graceful. Let's just say, mm -hmm. let's just state this. Zed is a graceful motherfucker. Yeah, For sure. And uh, I will I will dodge and pirouette backwards and I'll yell at these meatheads. Your boss said to disengage and I was just checking to make sure these kids were in fucking danger. So stand your fucking asses down, dicks. Uh, give me a uh, intimidation check. You did just spear tackle him into a wall, so. Well, he shot me first. Was that an intimidation check or more like a bitchiness check? I mean. And I roll for sass. <laughs> there you go. It's a sass check. All right. Oh, my God. If the last one was a 20, what do you think this one is? A one? Did we yeah. switch roles this session where Maxie's doing all the charisma like winning? And Zed's doing all the fighting. No, Max. Wait, Maxie's not doing all the charisma winning. Maxie, you Maxie's convinced her to surrender. Good, no, Maxie's had one good roll <laughs> for the last like two sessions, and this was it. And I, two good rolls, two good rolls. Okay. So yeah, uh, Nat one, which would give me a nine. Uh, you hear Cassandra continue to yell ceasefire. Horiuchi backs up. I'm gonna take us out of combat temporarily, and I'll, I'll have us re-roll initiative if we go back in. Um. You all kind of reconverge and the guards are like, like they've brought their weapons down to kind of a low ready. And Horiuchi's got like a high stance up and he looks at Cassandra again and kind of cocks his head as if to, to question what she's saying. And she nods at him and she's like, it's fine. Um, Maxie, looking at your uh, watch, you see you've got about three minutes. Because you've been in the... So it took you about three minutes to get into the apartment. You've been in the apartment for about six. Mm -hmm. 
Five. And if I recall, we are exfiltrating from the same hole we entered, correct? Uh -huh. Yes. You've yeah. got a spy rig waiting drone up top. Yep. Yep. Alex, before we jump out the window, uh, can I see if I can access... Uh, does Cassandra have any cyberware I can access? Give me a networks check. That's a good roll. Uh, 66. She has a chip. She's got a standard pan. She's got uh, a single watcher in her left eye. And mm -hmm. she's got some, she does have cyberware in her stomach of some sort. You can't quite tell what it is. Um, and then you see she's got some modifications to her hands that you can't quite tell what they are. Uh, but just at your immediate glance, this is top tier cyberware. I mean, she is a, a trillionaire. Right. So yeah. mm -hmm. I was just, and also all of her cyberware is heavily glammed and glow. Like it's got fib skin, like top tier glam, mm -hmm. top tier fib skin over it. You can't see any of her cyberware, but she did comment that she had a bomb in her chest. I wanted to see if I could prevent that from being detonated. Like, Oh, when we're going up, you could so give it a shot. I'm going to give it a shot. Give me another. All right. What are you going to, how are you doing it? Cause you can see the network built into her system, but you don't know anything about this device. Okay. So I'm assuming since she said in her chest, it's probably whatever I noticed in her guts. Yeah. So it's in, it's in the torso. It's in the torso. Basically. I it just appears to be about the size of like half a beer can. Okay. And it seems to be somewhat like, it seems to be like not hard, like not, stiff stiff but like designed to like flex yeah okay i basically want to take uh her pan and reroute any traffic heading towards it away from it so basically even if she sends a signal it just doesn't go there it goes anywhere else it looks like it has two internal signals one that she can trigger from inside her brain and one okay. that can be triggered externally i'm gonna start with the one in her brain and then i'll work on the other one okay give me a software check that would have been a great time for a nat 20. I did not manage to do that, but that is a math 20, 30, 65. I just have to go to the hacking section. No, who would have thought I would do anything like that? No, there's hacking. a specific uh, SR I am looking for. And mm. this is where we explode and start a new game. Thanks everybody. It's been great. We'll see you next season. When Chaos Incorporated becomes Splatter Inc. No, when Chaos Incorporated becomes The Stitches Show. <laughs> As the only and, surviving member of Chaos and the, Incorporated. And the first two episodes are Stitches trying to perform surgery with Stitches. I, that was a bad joke. I'm so sorry. You were, you were I, getting there. Like you, was, you had it. I had it and then I lost it. What'd you get? 65. And if I fail, I do have you know, control of the lead. Okay, you oh. appear to have cut the signal. You seem to have rerouted the software so it won't accept a signal from her brain. Now there is okay. an external signal receiver. Doing the same thing. Give me a roll. Well, I think I failed this one. Twenty or 48, so I'm going to control delete it, I think. Okay, go ahead and control delete. 
that's a lot better. That's so much better. 18, 31, 40, 66 this time. Okay. You managed to disable it. And yes, if you would have failed, if you would not have control it deleted, you would have failed. Okay. You think you I disabled send these it. With my Quancom, or actually with my tech head, I send these two both tech. Maxi won't get it because he doesn't have his visor on. Uh, but basically disarmed the bomb inside of target. We're clear to go. And I'm going to go hook myself up to a spy rig. Zed, Zed responds via Quancom. There was a fucking bomb? Didn't you hear her threaten that? I didn't think it was fucking real. No, no, he was yeah. he was also getting shot in the face at the same time. <laughs> I was also distracted by my bleeding face. Uh, so you all back out the balcony and grab the cables um, for the spy rigs. Um, and I will, Maxi will pass Cassandra off to Zed because Maxi's one arm is essentially about useless. I, I, Arms. Arm. Oh, cold arm. Okay. So I'm you, not, I'm I mean, not. you got her bound up like with zip ties and you hook her into a spy ring. She ain't going anywhere. Okay. And she doesn't Except appear to be resisting at all. Uh, so you are pulled I'll, up as, as, as I'm, as we're doing that, uh, for what I'll just say to her, you know, for what it's worth, we weren't going to fuck with your kids. I was just making sure they were safe. Okay. Get attached to this now. Goodbye. Zip. Well, you're all going up together. And so you're pulled up into a drone that is a, a dual copter and it starts mm -hmm. flying away. And as you reach a certain altitude, you feel it pull its uh, copters in, it falls back and then a retro rocket kicks in. I love rockets from the 2030s. Go ahead and give me uh, some determination checks. As some of you have histories of vomit. That's me, audience, if you didn't remember. You're basically in like an overbuilt cargo hold right now, like strapped to the side of a wall. 14. Also 14. 19. Take that, puke. Okay. Uh, Zed, feeling that like adrenaline from like how like strong he went in there uh, is fine. Um <laughs> Joan and Max, you're both feel you're both like you don't yerp completely, but you're definitely. Like, mm, mm, mm. Does, does Cassandra puke on me? No. She looks like she. You weren't sure it was possible, but she looks a combination of sad and pissed off at the same time. I get it. So, uh, you feel weightlessness bite as you enter uh, outer space. And after about 10 more minutes, you feel something kind of like chunk onto the rocket and pull you in. Um, a few minutes later, the cargo doors open and you see Adeline and about six IOG commandos walk in. And Adeline looks at Cassandra and goes, We'd like to extend you the hospitality of our merry band of assholes. Uh, do me a favor. Put this on your face. And she shoves a black bag over Cassandra's head. And walks her. She goes, Two of you. Uh, Chone, how are you looking, actually? I don't know. Are you injured? Chone, uh, is bleeding from the left arm. Uh, the armor's pretty beat up. It looks like it's at uh, roughly 50%. Uh... Uh, 
Hey boss, I want some ice cream. Yeah. This really hurts. Compared to these two, Chone looks just peachy. I've I've got I've got one bullet wound. She goes, This is one of our minor stations, but we still have a med bay. She goes down the hall to the left. Take another I'll left take and a the... right. Left, All left, three of right. you. Go. Jeff popsicles. I'll put it right through the hole. We'll get you some jello. Well keep in mind the buckshot holes are like they're like BB holes. You got little BB holes in your Looks like you got acne. <laughs> Hey, I take that very seriously. Face wounds that do bleed matter. profusely, so, like, now that you are My all up in the thing, uh, Zed has, like, got blood that's just kind of, like, come down, like, the front of his chest armor, and it's, like, slick with that magenta color. Um, Maxie's arm looks mangled once. Is this the same arm? Uh, Yes. How much damage did you take this time? Um, let me see. That arm took... 18, isn't it? Uh, I'm double-checking. 19. Okay. Um, okay. Is that your left arm or your right arm? Right arm. Is that your dominant hand or non-dominant hand? That is... Maxi is right-handed, so... Dominant hand. Uh, you all make your way to the med bay. Uh, when you walk in, the nurse guy looks at you. He goes, all right, armor off, guns on the steel table. Chone, did you ever pick up your katana? I'm sure I did. I wouldn't leave that behind. That's silly. Weapons and armor on the table. And then each of you, uh, you... He points at Chone, uh, Bay One, uh, looks at Caleb or Zed and says, probably Trauma One. Uh, looks at Max, he's like, the Ice cream, please. Trauma Two. Maxie nods, starts peeling, like kind of with one hand, it starts peeling off his armor. Would you like some assistance? Like letting it, letting Chone it drop. Chone will help. Chone will help. And yeah, as, I mean, as Zed drops... Maxie's just As Maxie's walking to Trauma 2, he's literally just letting the armor pieces fall where they come off. The nurse goes, I wouldn't mind help mopping this later. As long as I get a popsicle, I do it. But it's really hot. So the doctor comes in, kind of looks at looks at, at uh, Chone first. Says, okay, you're okay. Uh, you mind if I have the internist do you? Your arm looks okay. These two are much more important right okay. now. Walks over to Maxi and goes. Oh, I do quickly send uh, Adeline a Quancom message, letting her know what I did to the what I believe is a cyber of a bomb. So okay. she is aware of it. Mm -hmm. Um. So Maxi, they get you up on the thing, and he goes. He pulls up your profile because they've already fixed you up once, and it's like, Doctor Lucia goes, "You have bad luck with that arm." I have bad luck with armor. He goes, kind of as he's examining you, he gives you a, an analgesic, like injection to like ease the mm -hmm. pain. He goes, you're developing a lot of scar tissue in this arm. Yeah. Do you want a replacement? It wouldn't be uh, untoward. 
Am I going to lose functionality in this arm without it? Depends on... We're not going to know until we get in there and start trying to patch it up. No replacements unless we have to. Patch All right. It up. Your call. Uh, the doctor is looking at Zed is like holding your face. Moving around. Takes one of those little lights out. He's like, okay, we're going to have to put you under because I don't want to try and pull the buckshot out while you're conscious. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's fine. Okay. When he shined the light in Zed's mouth, did like little beams come out of his chin? Not quite, but... Um, okay. Yo, good stuff, Doc. I won't go for a ride. He coughs so they, and spits some bird shot onto the floor. <laughs> so they knock you out. Like a Back to the Future 3! Zed, they knock you out. Uh, Maxi, they knock you out. Mm -hmm. uh, Chone, they come back to you. The internist comes over. It's like, okay. Like, does some patchwork on your arm. Puts in some, like, some fib skin over just to kind of hold it. You know, stitches you up. Says, you should be good in about two days. How's yeah, the pain? that bad. It, the impacts from the other shots hurt more than that. That just found a seam in the armor. It'll be fine. Um, I need to get some food, and I need to wait for these two. Your, uh, yeah, your friends are going to be out for, well, Maxie's... Maxie is once again insisting on keeping his arm. So, of course he is. Um, I don't know how long well, it's going to take to Stitches isn't here to enable him. Maybe we can convince him to not be so bullheaded i don't know how long he's gonna be under uh it looks like the doctor's got zed under for eh, probably about an hour and a half so go grab some food be real careful with his face as he likes to put it it's his money maker have you been to this station before not this one no okay uh so chow hall is out right right but if you want to hit the locker rooms beforehand go back to the left and then take the other right that you didn't take and there's some locker rooms where you can grab a shower. And there's usually, there's a big shelf thing full of, like, sweats. Everyone just pulls up a map on their tech head and says, got it. But and yeah, then, there's uh, some sweats if you want to get out of the bloody clothes. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I'm going to go shower, change, get some food. And then once I have food, I'm going to come and sit outside their rooms. Um, you see them wheel Caleb out, or Zed out after about 90 minutes. Uh, they're just waking Zed up. He's got bandages, almost like an old timey movie, like around his thing. And the doctor goes, so we've wired his jaw shut so he can't talk for about a day, day and a half. What the heck's that going to be like? <laughs> we had to go in and slice down his neck to peel it back to get the shot out from under his jaw. But we are confident we got all of it. Okay. X-rays don't show any more shot in his head. Good. Also, so one of the pieces of shot missed empty. his spine by like a quarter of an inch. Well, he, he can't have ice cream then. Uh, actually, he can have some smoothies and ice cream uh, in about, doctor looks at his watch, eh, like three hours. Okay, I'll get some. But, him. uh, no talking, his jaws linked shut. At least today. He's he's got a Quancom. We can talk that way. He can just think at me. Good. Uh, so they <coughs> wheel Zed over to a recovery bay. <coughs> Zed, you're waking up. You see Chone. There's a uh, there's a smoothie cup oh. in Chone's hand. 
Can't wait. And just and you get a message in your com Quancom that says your jaws wired shut. You're not allowed to talk till they unwire it in a day or so. So just talk this way. So you see this like very puzzled look go over Zed's face, and he's like trying to process it, and his jaw tries to move a second, and he like winces because it's like, oh god. That's exactly why he, you're not supposed to be doing that. And then he thinks into the Quancom. Circus elephants were jumping on my face and told me to solve the puzzle for the statue. <laughs> I, got I, did bring, I did bring you some ice cream, yes. <laughs> gonna have to drink it through a straw. <laughs> Trying to like hold the straw up to you. When, when, when the cookies come with the Lego, I want a car. You can definitely have a car with the cookie Legos. Yes. Good night. Everyone kind of like just kind of oh. sits back in the chair and like half closes their eyes. It's been a long day. I'm waiting to, for word on Maxie's thing, or unless Adeline comes to look for me. Yeah, Zed. If would you just both kind sit of... there, you both kind of nod off for a while. Yeah, mm -hmm. Zed would nod in and out of consciousness with ridiculous ramblings, waking uh, up from the. A little while later, you do wake up when they come by to give you some medicine. One of the people comes by to give you uh, an analgesic to hold the pain off um, as it's starting to throb. Then it goes away. Um, you wake up, uh, Chone, you wake up to hear Zed just kind of softly like. I'll, I'll reach over and kind of like very gently like wipe some of the drool away. don't need it getting in the bandages uh you, 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 zed does that thing where that uh i forget the name of it like he does the big snore and then doesn't breathe for a second I'm like apnea, sleep right. apnea. yeah uh one zed of the so maxi uh your permanent hp level of that right arm is now 22 uh well i got a matching set it's both of them now well, I mean, the right leg is also maxed out at twenty-two. Well, yeah, permanently maxed, permanently twenty-three, I believe. Yeah. So, the right arm's taking quite a bit of damage. Yeah. Um, the doctor comes to find Joan. He's like, "We're wheeling Maxi out. Uh, he should be a little How less do loopy. Do? He's he's fine. Um, there's a crap ton of scar tissue in that arm. He's, you know, beyond the normal scar tissue you see when you see mercenaries or athletes and stuff like that." He's just, he's taken a beating on his limbs the last few months. Yeah, he has, and we haven't had much downtime. Um, you can see if him that now. that happens he, again, is he, he going to have up. any choice but to uh, replace with Cyber? I mean, at this point, it depends on how bad he damages it. I mean, if he gets a couple of little flesh wounds, no, no big deal. But if he does that level of damage... This again, yeah. I mean, next time we may not be able to replace it or fix it. Okay. I'll let him know that. Thanks, Doc. You wander over, you see Maxie sitting in one of the recovery base. 
Um, after the first few hours of the surgery, they kind of they took you off the general and only put it on a local. So you had started waking up a while ago, Maxi. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not super loopy. You're just a little dizzy. And hungry. Jones comes in carrying a, a another smoothie uh, and uh, wearing like baggy sweats. Uh, the and baggy sweats and a t-shirt that says, uh, I visited the IOG and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. Maxi like just doesn't say anything, but just kind of nods to Joan. They did a pretty good job. If you do but, that again, though, they might not be able to fix it. I was waiting for the butt. But if you do that again to that arm, you're, you're not going to be able to fix it. You've taken a lot of damage to that arm. Yes. Yes, I have. Maxie, can I ask you a personal question? Always. Well, I mean, there's a lot of times when I shouldn't ask, like, you know, when we were in the firefight. But and that's not what you meant. Why are you so against getting cybered? Maxie takes his good hand and like kind of points to the scars that, that out like kind of run along and under his his eye sockets. Mm-hmm. I had cyber eyes once. They were compromised in a an operation. They nearly caused the death of a team member. The compromised eyes nearly caused me to cause the death of a team member. The moment I returned back from the mission, I had them removed. Okay. I mean, I can understand that, but... Just so you know, if... If this happens again and you don't choose to go that path, (coughs) you won't be able to do missions anymore. Are you telling me I can't, I would not be able to work one-handed? Not as efficiently as you do now. Not as effectively as you do now. And the Maxi stops for a second and looks up again. If I had been cybered when we initially met our old friend in the beach house, mm-hmm. that encounter may have gone entirely differently. <laughs> only if you dis- only if you'd have succumbed to her, whatever it I, was. I may not have had a choice. That thing was more after me than any of us. You are correct. But But it want and Cyber isn't inherently bad. It's again, it's it's just like anything. I mean the guns you carry aren't inherently bad. 
the blades you carry aren't inherently bad. It's what you do with them. And somebody could disarm you and use your gun to shoot you. Doesn't mean you shouldn't carry a gun anymore. Hi, you're not supposed to be on the table, cat. <laughs> uh, just then, Kido walks in and goes, she's got a point. He goes, how you feeling? I've been better. You know that Kido looks like, uh, looks like he wasn't in a fight. Like he was pretty beat, bruised and stuff, but he looks absolutely 100% normal now. He goes, would you mind answering some questions for me? Me? Yeah. Part of the investigation. Certainly. You knew Horiuchi before. I did. Was he cybered? At the time, lightly. But nothing heavy. No. He pulls out his glow. He's like, most of us, most of us working in Interpol at the time were lightly cybered. We were not heavily cybered. He goes, well, I think your boys, A, more heavily cybered now, but we found something interesting because they pulled some DNA off of him. And he uses his glow to flip something up on the screen next to you. We think your boy Horiuchi is a mutant. Interesting. Here's the interesting part. So, Adam explain more. Four basic types of mutants. Four. Right? There's ones that like Chone, the entangled. Right? That's a very specific mutation. It's extremely rare, and we've only found a few. Two. There's the one that Benevolence is experimenting with. Their markers, when they create them, create a different type of marker for when that does that. But there's two other types out there, one of which we've been trying to track, and the other one we know is being worked on by Malfinia Power. Your boy Horiuchi was modified by Malfinia Capital Power at some point. However they're doing it. But in order for them to modify him, he has his... Signatures had to be susceptible to modification. I've never seen anyone that fast. I wonder if Hogan was also experimented on. Possible. We didn't have time to gather evidence. The only reason we have Horiuchi's DNA is because it's on me. Yes. Wait, did you get a good hit on Hogan when you were close? You said his face was messed up. I did get a shot on Hogan. Did you get blood? Oh, just gonna do it again. It did it again. And you're back. And I'm back. And you're back. Stupid Discord. It appears to only be in Discord. It's like anyway. He goes. I, did, I got a shot on Hogan with my rifle, but it was at range. I was not close enough to... But didn't you hit him with me. the grenade? You did hit him with grenade. That was what mangled up his face. Uh, I hit him with... I, I did hit him with a CS grenade. Damn it. It was gas. It was not explosive. Was, I was hoping maybe we were going to get some DNA on your armor, but no, probably not. Maybe he sneezed on you? 
coughed on you anything from the our gas? Entire, our entire fight was at range. There was there's no way he that I it was worth a shot again. That's how me. we figured out Horiuchi. What else do you know about Horiuchi? Tell me about what he was like when he was in Interpol. You saw me fighting him. Was he that fast then? He was always good at hand to hand combat. He and I would spar frequently. In fact, I learned many of my techniques from Horiuchi himself. At least the little I know compared to him. Uh, he was always someone who tried to advance, to climb the ladder, as it were. It is why he became so close to Hogan. He was always, for lack of a better term, Hogan's lackey. I never liked lackeys. They're dangerous. Clearly. Anything else I need to know about him before I fight him next time? When you used to spar him, any weak spots? He used to favor his left knee after an injury. But I'm sure that since time has passed, that has been... Corrected. weakness has likely been corrected. Yep. Okay. He's also overconfident. And he tends to be the aggressor. There it goes again. There we go again. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. It's doing the thing. I am here. I promise. I'm not circling dots. There we go. Circling dots what? It's going to be funny when this all goes up on YouTube. Just, just <laughs> Kaylee. It's fine. Oh. That was good. That was good. Anyway, was good. I don't know. Last week it was OBS. This week it's Discord. Uh, fortunately, no drop frames this week. So congratulations, OBS. Appreciate it. Okay. Um, right about then, uh, Zed, you are waking up and Adeline is smiling down at you. Is my jaw still wired shut? Yes. She's got a like a big like chocolate looking smoothie for you though. She sits you up in the bed and hands it to you. Uh buckshot to the face aside, I hear so Kidu tells me and the uh, other surveillance footage we pulled off the visors, uh you went in there like the boss this time. What happened? She pulls up a thing to sink to your quancom. <laughs> I was I was hoping we were gonna get like a little little spiral notebook with nope. a pencil or a that's, chalkboard. That's why we have technology. So you hear her voice in your head. So what did you do what happened this time? I thought you were all upset about your arms and not being able to do and do 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 and 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 I I saw the visor footage. You threw like five people until you got shot. Yeah, I reversed the polarity. What what what's up? I, I, I don't know. I, I just wanted to get shit done. It's like, it's cute. I don't know. You finally, clicked. you finally clicked in and turned into a yeah. cute little commando. Oh, shush. She goes, I'm going to pull um, the wires here in a couple hours, but we haven't started interrogating Blythe yet. Do you want to be there? Yeah, that would be cool. Um, I'm concerned about explosions. Is that taken care of? We took the bomb out. Oh, neat. Okay. Oh, um, the family, the kids, are they okay? 
near as we know. Okay. I mean, I just, I didn't want there to be collateral damage. No, you guys didn't do any collateral damage, so. Yeah, unless you guys shot them and didn't show up on the visor thingy, they should be alive. No, I mean, I just didn't know if anything, you know, went south after we left or whatever. But, yeah, I'll definitely be there if, um, yeah. We'll wait for you. Okay. Doctors will be back in about an hour or two to unwire your mouth shut. Enjoy your milkshake. Is it chocolate peanut butter? It is. She pats you, you on the shoulder. Thanks, boss. Anyway, back to domestic. Kido's like, well, heal up. We're going to go find these fuckers. I know. And and Maxie kind of grows silent and he kind of bows his head a bit. I used to know Hogan's habits fairly well. But a lot has changed since then. Kidu hands you a glow. He goes, write it down. Maybe some things haven't. We'll see what we can figure out. But it wasn't an accident that he was there. No. Clearly not. Tone is uh, sitting in a chair, like their feet pulled up. So they're kind of like resting their arms crossed on their knees and they've fallen asleep during this conversation. Okay. Um, a little while later, Zed, they come in and, and unwire your jaw set. And then they give you a shot kind of underneath here to relieve the pain. Doctor says, try not to flap your gums too much, but you should be okay. All right. Thank you. Your speech will be a little slurred for a while. Your mouth is going to produce saliva because that's what it does to protect itself. It's not anything normal. Anything is it going to come out of holes in my neck? No, I mean, we stitch those up. They're fine. Oh, well, then I don't care. <laughs> Just saying, you're probably going to have to spit a lot. I usually swallow. That doctor laughs at you. It's good. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. Um, all right. Can I go take a shower? Yeah. All right. I'm going to go do that. You find some more IOG sweats in the room. Uh, <laughs> I want, I want to, I want to make, uh, the, is it, is it like a hoodie? Or is it like just a, a plain crew neck sweatshirt? No, no. So like the pants are like warm up pants, like black warm up yeah. pants. And then the there's a t-shirt and then there's like a, almost like a windbreakery kind of like running jacket. Oh, I don't want to wear the running jacket. I don't like that noise. I'll just wear the t-shirt. Okay. If there's, if there's a hoodie or a sweatshirt though, there's not, I will go sans t-shirt and make that into a crop top. No, there is not a hoodie. Sans. Damn it. Just wear a t-shirt. In spite of these smoothies and milkshakes, you, you are starving, the, Zed. You can make the t-shirt into a crop top. Maxi, you're still hungry. Uh, muscle shirt crop top? Yeah, you could totally go like 70s summer camp oh, yeah, with for this sure. t-shirt. Could. For sure. 
No, I just wanted. I really, I was really digging that the hoodie crop top. Half, I could do this half, thing where the half hoodie, half hoodie. I could do the thing like the kids used to do, where they cut like the entire side of the shirt out in a oh, tank yeah. top. Mm-hmm. I always hated that. Yeah, people still do. No, that. I'll just wear a regular T-shirt. Uh, that's a, that's a pretty common thing in gyms, by yeah. the way. All right, so you all re- reunite at the Chow Hall, get some food. Well, John's <clears throat> got a My Little Cyber Pony Band-Aid. The uh, the uh, the station you're on is not huge. Um, Adeline comes by at some point and tells you that uh, they're going to do the transfer in about a day. They want to let heat die down before they move you to the another site. Um, but they're going to start the interrogation on Blythe soon. So uh, she invites you to a conference room first where you see Jackson Howe and her sitting there. She goes, so any thoughts about uh, how we want to approach this interrogation? I mean, what's what's the end goal here? Find out what she knows about everything. Jackson goes, I've been out of contact with the sages for 10 months now. I don't know if they have a new fourth member. I don't even know if they've kicked me out. I don't know what the A benevolent entity is doing, nor do I know why. He's gone further from his initial humanity the longer it goes. Based on my brief interaction with Cassandra, I would say that the best approach may be just to be direct. I was able to get her to cooperate with me by threatening her family, but I do not believe that would be wise in this situation. I mean, yeah, ultimately, what cards do we have to play? Is it just please tell us things or do we have something we can threaten her with? Is there I mean, we get do we have leverage to use against her? That was a better way of saying it. Thank you. I mean, the leverage is we can stick her in a hole until she's dead. The leverage is we could shove her out an airlock. So, talk or we kill you. Slowly or quickly. Jackson kind of Jackson kind of sits back. He goes, "You got to think like crazy rich people." That's. He goes. It really depends on whether she believes that there's an end that there's a way she can get out of this. If she thinks that she's gonna die. And she truly believes she's going to die. She's just going to shut down a way for you to kill her. Mm-hmm. Agreed. He but goes, you have to find a way to, to, you have to find a way to convince her that at the end of this, she's going to retain some level of prestige and power. You got to remember, she was the youngest media CEO in history. She was running one of the largest media conglomerates on the planet that she inherited from her father. Everybody believed when she took over that she was too young to do it. Too young, too naive, not wise enough, not savvy enough. And she proved them all wrong. She spent 15 years showing them that she understood the information war better than anybody. She has to believe that 
when this is over with, she's going to have some level of that power back. But it, is that the bullshit we're spinning for her? Does she walk out of this or are we lying to, and then she goes in a box anyway? Like, what's the reality here? I'm talking to both Hal and Adeline. Well, Hal's like, he's like, he points at Adeline. She's like, tell me how this ends. She looks at Joan. She goes, how does this end? You guys seem to, and so I'm going to make a, a, a meta note. You haven't shared a lot with Adeline about Joan's encounters with That's where I figured you were going, so. She's like, we don't know what the way out is. She goes, Kidu keeps hinting at something. But the best way forward is we need to figure out a way to stop ben the benevolent AI from, and from and what's her name, from getting off planet. That's what leads to the downfall of everything. So if there's anything we can I don't know what we can offer Cassandra. I mean, if she was a normal person, I'd say we'll exfil your kids and your wife and we'll put you together in a little condo somewhere in the Caribbean. Adeline goes, the security team's already moved them. Uh, we're not, uh, we're tracking them right now, but it looks like they're going to ground. Right. But I'm just saying that would work on a normal person. Mm-hmm. Fuck, it would work on me. It did work but on you. If I was less polite, I'd flip you off right now. But you're also right, so I can't. Nonetheless, she just wants power and money. I mean, it's not Jackson goes, it's not about money for her anymore. She the money she's got, even if we didn't could seize it all, which we can't. There's no way to spend it. Yeah, when you have enough money, it becomes infinite. He goes, "Believe me, I tried." Here's a question. Then what do we have to offer? That's the final thing. Unless we have well, something to offer, I mean, threatening's not going to work. What? Do we know anything about her motivation for transitioning from ultra-rich CEO to one of the four people running the world trying to destroy it? And he goes, I didn't recruit her. Allison did. Yeah, so... so but do we know anything about that? Do we know motivation? Do we know she likes what to card was... She likes knowing that she can put her finger on the scale. It's a power oh. trip. And she does. She's done it for the last 15 years. Culture, politics, entertainment, movies, television, music. Right? Again, she can lose one of the largest comedian kilometers on the planet. Right? So she'd she already... She became, she was the ultimate tastemaker, and then she took it to the next step. So she'd, she'd maxed out her her earning potential and found a promotion. He goes, okay. When she was in the stages, we used her to assist with the information war to ensure that anything about us never came out. She's the ultimate propagandist, counter propagandist. She's an expert in counterintelligence. We need to turn her to our side to maybe we tell her what we know that 
the, that what's going on with you know the benevolent AI and everything the end game of that is the destruction of the human race and the downfall of everything not today not tomorrow but in the future it's, I mean if we point out that if we do not interfere then her, her source of power dries up long term that that might be enough I, it's not going to be easy I, she's not going to willingly switch sides but we we might be able to use that as an angle to get something out of her to point us in the right direction Adelaide motions toward the hallway. She's like, give it a shot. We'll be able to talk to you from Quan via QuanCon from here. Yeah. Give okay. it a shot. She sets up the little like speakerphone box in the center of the table. So any of you can like beep in and talk to Zed. Jackson looks at you. He goes, I don't think they've realized that I've fully turned yet. That's why I'm not doing the questioning. We don't think they know yet. We don't think they've figured it out. We should definitely hold that card in reserve. Yeah. All right. Am I going in by myself? Your call. I'll go. I'll go with you. Yay. I will Thanks, watch from the monitor. I will. I can provide little help in this particular instance. Adeline looks at you, Max. She's like, you never know. Maybe you'll see something that they don't chime in she points at the little speaker box she's like you'll be able to send to Zed's Quancom through there all right um sure let's go so you head down the hallway and you see two guards standing outside of the holding cell howdy fellas they swipe their chip over the reader and the door opens you see cassandra Blythe sitting there handcuffed to the table there's a like it's like a long chain so she's got enough room she's got a cup of coffee in front of her that she takes a quick sip of uh looks like they've exchanged her pajamas for uh prisoner grays and as a as a person is she a kindly old lady. No, no, is she a 30... happening middle age? No, so, I mean, you know from looking at her dossier, she's 37 years old. She looks like she's still 25. Um, she stands about five foot four, flat footed. She's 135, 140 pounds. Um, you know that she's been married from her dossier. You know, she's been married for uh, seven years. Uh, she has two kids with her wife. Uh, each one of them took turns. Uh, burying them, but it was a DNA recombinant to have both kids. Uh, so both their DNAs. Um, she's got strawberry blonde hair, green eyes. Um, she looks fairly tan right now. You're guessing because she was, you know, in Southeast Asia vacationing. Um, she does. She looks very, you've seen her all over the news for years. You yeah. know, she's, She's a very famous person, um, right. you know, like think Rupert Murdoch, but, you know, 
young and Prettier. a girl. Yeah, and pretty. All right. So she's not like supermodel, like Gal Gadot hot. She looks like girl next door type. Yeah, girl, very girl next door type. So I'll go in. Um, I'm assuming there's Sean, two chairs. Sean, are you in there. with Zed? Yes. Yeah, there's two chairs on, on the opposite side of the table. I'll go in and sit down. I'll, I'll pull one out for Chone and then sit down in the other one. Chone will take a seat. Kind of sit like cross legged in the chair. Uh, well, I'm sure you know this, but uh, your family's fine. She's like, You were one of the guys that grabbed me. Yeah, I was there. She points at your chin. Yeah, yeah, it hurt. I mean, I'm fine. I, the other guy. I, I got a. Here. Chone shows off there, my little cyber pony band-aid. Yeah. Like I, like I said in your hotel room, uh, for what it's worth, and believe it or not, there was never any intent to harm your family. This was purely to extract you. Um, we we're actually going to offer to extract all of you. Why did you choose not to? She goes, because I'm sitting where I'm sitting. She goes, I'm going to make a guess here. I'm going Go to guess that we all got made. All four of us. Am I right? Oh. Yeah. Yes. Nope. Yes. You're <laughs> Maxie not there. Maxie responds on the comm like through to, to Zed. <laughs> yes. And like just unconsciously answers the question even though he's not in the room. I mean, long story short. Yeah. She goes, Allison said the IOG was compromised and ineffective. Oh, we have good days and bad days. You're not compromised and ineffective. She always was an arrogant bitch. She was the one that pulled you into this group, right? Yep. She recruited me. CEO of Identico. How do you yeah. say no? She runs I mean, was, the was world. that all it took? The right person walking into the room? the right person and the right offer yeah what was the offer i mean i love a good offer i'm just curious solidification i, I was still being second guessed my father built the company and they said i couldn't do it and oh. it solidified the power base had to prove them wrong had to have half the board of directors killed and replaced i uh I lean back a little bit, I kick the chair back. Hey, we've all been there. Uh, I know you don't know me, but uh, goes, I've I, had to do that too. Is there something I can call you? Oh, I'm Zed. Nice to meet you, Zed. You obviously you know who I am. And she looks at Joan and she goes, and you are... I forgot my fake name. Karen. Nice to meet you, Karen. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm dead, officially. So, I'm just putting that on the table. She's like, um, not much I can probably do from in here, and I don't think I'm ever going to see the light of day again. So, well, that's part of what we're here to discuss. Yeah. I, uh, we, Karen and I got sent to come in here and chit chat. Um, and you know, I asked our bosses before we walked in the door what what the end game was, what 
what we had in the table, what the consequences were. And I'll tell you, uh, I did not get a good answer. So I'm not too sure where you and I can go from here either. Um, but I'm, I want to find something advantageous for all of us at the end of the day. I'm not, I'm not a killer. I'm, I'm not here to take pieces off the board. Not she anymore. Goes, You're not a killer. She goes, based on what I saw in my uh, hotel, I'd say otherwise. I wanted to make sure that there was no collateral damage. I'm being, I'm being dead honest with you. I, I did not want any kind of. She goes, can you tell me if my kids got away? Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Your, your team pulled out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As far as we know, they are completely unharmed. Yeah. Okay. So what do you want? Um, it's going to sound kind of cheesy, but uh, we just want to save the world. Not so cheesy. Not sure it's possible, but not so cheesy. I mean, I look over at, at Chone. Um, I mean, the odds are kind of stacked against us right now, but what do and, you know about what uh, the benevolent AI is doing? Oh, he's a fucking psychopath. All right, we have common ground. This is a good place to start. Uh, yeah. Do you need a drink or food or anything? She's like, uh, more coffee. Be good. Uh, Chun will go to the door and ask somebody to bring in more coffee. Even though I, they actually do that via Quancom. But. I I also want to ask for like a nice charcuterie board and some sandwich supplies so Zed can be making sandwiches. Okay. Uh, it takes about five minutes, but they bring back stuff. But in the meantime, she's like, okay. She's like, you want to save the world? Well, well Good like luck, Karen man. said, it's, everything's stacked against us, but maybe we can just delay, delay the inevitable. What could delay the inevitable? Why do you think I was playing along? So did you have some subterfuge here? No, it was delaying the inevitable. Hmm. The end of this the irrevocable turning point of this is when that AI and its followers gets off this planet. Well, I mean, he's already off the planet, sort of. Not completely. No, he hasn't moved all the systems up to where, wherever he's building, whatever he's building is. And if we can stop that, that tips the point back in our favor. Okay. I don't know where he's building the thing. Well, we're pretty sure he and Aguilar were working hand in hand for some sort of yeah. I heard about her planet. I've never met her. Mm. He is also a psycho bitch. Yeah, that's for sure. Nice. Took out a lot of people in a very short amount of time, unfortunately. Um. I mean, there's got to be something, you know, there's got to be some. Oh, I know all kinds of things. Yeah. I mean, 
I'll be completely honest with you. I don't care about the IOG power struggles. I don't really care if, if you want to take over the world, whatever. I just want it to be sure that there is a world here next year, five years, 10 years from now. And from what I've seen and been told, that won't happen if we let that thing get away. So if there's anything you can do to help us to you gotta, that point. Two things. One, you got to be more specific. A lot's been going on. And two, what do I get? What do you want? Out? I'm not saying it's off the table, but I would have to check. We need we need information. We need to oh, be able to act oh. on this thing. And we need, more than anything else, we need allies. One more thing. I want out, and I want to know who gave us up. I want to know how y'all finally figured it out. It took the IOG 60 years to more than that to find the sages. How'd they finally do it? I mean, end of the day, wouldn't you feel more proud of yourself if you figure that out instead of us telling you? No. Oh, no one actually no. laughs. I, I, I'm not really? the crazy AI. That's not, I don't Sherlock Holmesy like, oh, look, I suddenly know the mystery to the thing. She goes, nothing I do is something that we just, I just up and think of. It takes months of planning and thought, observation. Yeah, uh, we don't do that very well. But we got made. Ma Maxi keys in uh, to Zed. Chones in there too. Well, I thought I. She said uh, I was told the intercom keys to you. So, is the intercom? It'll key to both their coms. So. It'll key yeah. to both their okay. coms. Okay. Yeah, we're okay. both good. Fine. Good. No, no, good, good. Um, so the your both of your quan coms light up briefly. Bing, ping. Tell her that unless she can tell us everything, and that that information has value, her freedom is not guaranteed. The choice is hers, whether she goes free or not. So end of the day, uh, I, th I think the exchange of information benefits both of us. Maybe. Uh, I think if the information you can provide us can be validated and vetted and is useful, that's what keeps you out of a box. I'm... Okay. That's the bottom line. Um, How about a taste? Having a gesture, so many illicit substances. A gesture of good faith. Yeah. And then you can go back to your bosses, use my yeah. gesture of good faith, and then you can determine if you're going to give me the things that I want. I want to get so, out of jail free card, and I want to know who gave us up. Over, over Quan, I'll like reply, send back to the other conference room, like thumbs up, thumbs down, question mark. Adeline comes back with, see what she gives you for a taste. And I'll respond back. That's what I thought. Yeah, lay it on me. Oh, and of course, while all this was going on with my lie detector, 
like her overall body language, her internals. Give me an insight check with all of your bonuses from your tech. All of your bonuses. You can't use your arms. Gonna say something and I pulled it back because it's definitely not good for the stream. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, That's a finger, not the arm. Oh. I wasn't gonna go there, Kaylee. You thought it, though. (laughs) Um... 26. She's telling you the truth here, as you can tell. She's exceedingly calm. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted that vibe. Like, yeah, is no. she amped up? She's she's cool. No. And again, your, right. your light center stuff, like, she's being straight with you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll, whatever she wants to throw out there. She's like, how about a prompt? Let's do, like, improv. Right? You remember improv classes in college? Those were so much fun. She goes... Yeah. You're looking for Kelly Aguilar. Mm-hmm. You're trying to stop the AI from getting off the planet. We we know they're in Texas. Aguilar won't leave Texas at this stage. There's only a couple of the places on the planet she can go where she won't be grabbed. Mm-hmm. Um, that girlfriend of hers, that's her rock. Like, whatever that deal is, she's like, I never understood it. That's her rock. So she loses that person. All hell's going to break loose. And in the back of your mind, Zed, you remember that that person was taken about a week ago. Yeah. yeah. Chone, and Chone very badly, like, kind of side-eyes to Zed and then, like, has the... All right, give me a deceit check, Chone. Zed's playing it cool as a cucumber. <laughs> no, I think Chone just... Chone doesn't have the greatest poker face, so... But I... I do have a lot of points of deceit, actually. So, but that that one Oof. negates all of those. Uh, so that's a that's a fourteen. Cassandra starts laughing. She's like, "You already have her." Yeah. She's like, "You o- got Aguilar's girl." I look over at Karen. Karen, talked about this. She goes, "You just did Allison a huge favor. Allison is obsessed with Kelly. Like." psycho obsessed hates that girlfriend of Kelly's um mm. Aguilar is becoming increasingly unstable <laughs> so it's going around it. uh so is Quintero right Allison Quintero is becoming increasingly unstable too the the entity that used to be and I won't even call him what he used to be the entity has built this weird religion around him Right, he claims to have made contact with a higher spirit, for lack of a better term, right, and says that he has become its prophet, right. And Allison and Kelly fully buy in, like they're all in, right, fully. It's this crazy death cult shit, right? As as in. Dying here, following this yeah. Yeah, weird die- thing gets us something so better in heaven. To brings the AI you, brings you joy. Is... Oh, oh. Chone like literally like growls. Yeah, bring it will bring you joy. Hmm. Self sacrifice. It's like this weird death cult, 
that he's started to form. It's weird, right? But you don't go in for that, obviously. No. no. You're smarter than that. I don't know it's smarter. I just don't want to die. You and me both, sister. Um. She goes, Aguilar has her stuff in a lot of places. Um, they're looking into the mutation stuff. Again, part of this whole death cult is creating a new evolution of humanity and the perfect being to protect the AI and the entity it claims to have made contact with. Um, <sighs> well, we, know, we know about certain types of... the like what Malfinia is working on. We don't know a lot about it, but we know they're working on something. So theirs came from outside. We found out about it a couple months ago. Out, outside. What do you mean outside? The I'm, house outside of the outside of space? Outside out, of what? Outer space. Oh. Oh. Benevolence is building his own genetic engineering plan for a couple of decades now. It's finally starting to make hay. Malfinius came from exposure to an element that came in in an asteroid strike. So radiation causing mutation. It's not really radiation. We're not really sure. Malfinius guarding it very, very closely. I'm using the term radiation loosely. It's probably some sort of genome altering particle. But everything gives off radiation. But the, the sciencey stuff, we don't need I mean, to go back, there. Back in the day with comic books, everything was just cosmic energy. Right. Well, this one is almost literally cosmic energy. Um, it's freaking weird. Okay. Um, She goes, you want to go find a place called the Filament? Is that a, is that a bar? Yep. A club? It's a bar. It's in Old oh. Vegas. The old, old section of Vegas. I do like Vegas. Outside of Texas is the largest single concentration they have of their cult. Last I checked, there's about a thousand members scattered around the world that the is worshiping this thing. You know, the thing, whatever the entity sure. has made contact with, that's God in the form of benevolent mm -hmm. AI is its prophet. Sure. Um, over Quans, I'm asking, like, does that cross-reference with anything we know? Is that a real place? Adeline says, we sent a team into Vegas a few months ago. They disappeared. They blew up a hospital by accident, then disappeared. I feel like I, as a player, know something like that about that. Yes. And I can't yeah, you, there was, it happened last season. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. At the end of last season. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, all right. So the filament is where a bunch of these cult members are. It's like their headquarters. So we can probably get some good information on what 
I don't even fucking know at this point. Well, you're an intelligence agency. Figure it yeah. out. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like this was a fruitful conversation. Um, she goes, so, I there's your taste. Yeah. And the sandwich stuff comes in. I make a fucking good sandwich. She's like, will you let my wife know that I'm alive? Yes. I was going to ask Adeline first, but yeah. Okay. Thanks for taking the bomb out. I suppose I don't have to worry about that. By the way, that external uh, thing, the AI could control. That's really fucked up. Again, it's a death cult. Cyberware, next stage of human evolution. And if you can't reach the next stage of human evolution, you should kill yourself. They're not good people. No. No, they're not. No. I played along to keep my family alive and to make sure that I delayed the inevitable. Because again, I don't think you can beat them. So, if I met my end of the bargain at this stage, go check out my information and yeah. I'll give you more. But in exchange... I want to get out of jail free card and I want to know who gave us up deal. And she smiles very like perkily as she takes we, the sandwich that you just made her head starts eating it. We will ask, but she's I like, think... it is a good sandwich. Goddamn right. It's a good sandwich. We'll ask, but question for my own knowledge. Sure. No, no hard feelings. I mean, honestly, I admire what you did, you know, the shit you've gone through in your life. Um, and I was more than happy to try and pull all of you out, but I'm glad nothing went wrong and I'm glad your family is safe. I would rather them not be sitting in an IOG holding cell right now. I get that. I just, uh, I harbor you no ill will. And I hope it would be when this is all said and done, if everything turns out amicably for all of us, that you feel the same. So well, let's see how it all turns out in the end. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Trying to um, get up and head out. I appreciate the conversation. Um, like I said, for what it's worth, I am. I'm not here to take people off the board. Um, so. She says, appreciate if, if, it. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the first part is probably doable. The second part, that's not that's not mine to tell, but I'll do what I can. Just thanks. Let me know. Yeah. And I'll head out too. You head out. You head back to the conference room. Adeline goes, well, that went well. Jackson goes, at some point you should just give me up. For now, I'm going to depart here because I need to, since they don't know, and we confirmed they don't know, I'm going to resume my normal duties, and I've already yeah. dispatched my personal team to ensure that Cassandra's family is safe. Thank you. Can, can we have any kind of secure communication exchange between them? Like sending a message that we know doesn't 
have any kind of tracing goes, or tracking. Or... Adeline goes, we'll work on it. In the meantime... I mean, at the it, very least, let her know that... Let them know that she's alive. Yeah. Yeah. In the meantime, she looks at Zed. She goes, you said you liked Vegas, right? I know I know a guy who performs there. Looks like an Elvis impersonator? Uh, Bosco doesn't. Bosco doesn't like Elvis. Um, she goes, looks like you're going to Vegas. And that's where we're going to end tonight's episode. Perfect spot. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Those that are there still, I see you in the thing. Thank you for staying with us, uh, folks. Uh, it was a fun episode. I hope you're enjoying it. If you want to watch the rest of this season and the first season and all the other stuff to include our like short mini series ones like Deep in the Heart of Texas uh, and other things, Maxi's Day Out, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Christmas special. The Christmas special. You can go to youtube.com slash identico and watch all of our previous episodes of all of these shows there. Uh, in fact, I think uh, two episodes back, I think got uploaded today. 16? Uh, last week, last episode got uploaded oh, okay. today. Uh, I'm missing something there. I gotta go back and look. Um, so, thank you all for joining us. We love you. Uh, Kaylee, where can folks find you on the internet? And I heard uh, a rumor about Kaylee and Michael. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Something... Michael, ha Michael has some not, news, but it's not... not no, uh, like about stuff coming back. But, yeah, Michael has that news. Michael Remember? has that news? Yeah, Michael should talk about mm -hmm. it. All mm -hmm. right, let's start mm -hmm. with... Okay. Let's start there. Michael... Let's do that again. Can we take okay. that again? Let's take do it again. Time. Time. Michael, Michael. Michael okay, where can we find you on the internet? And I saw an announcement that something is returning. You know, there is something returning. Back in February, Kaylee and I uh, were part of a decision to end our long-running Star Wars actual play podcast. The longest-running Star Wars running... Running Star Wars actual play podcast. Running... Uh, I, I have not seen run, any that has ran longer. Um, no, I, ran longer. I mean, we we Tell believe us. we believe we were the longest running at the time of our of our ending the show mm -hmm. in February. Uh, but after some talking with some with our uh, with our GM uh, Chris and Kaylee and I have chatted and we've all talked together, we've decided to come back and tell some more stories with the crew <laughs> of the Crowds Fang. So starting May 29th at 8 p.m. Oh, look at that. On, Soon. On, on, uh, at YouTube.com slash at Smugglers, Smugglers Blues. Blues. I'm still getting used to the new URL. Um, so again, YouTube.com slash at Smugglers Blues. Uh, you'll be able to start watching us streaming live uh, our adventures Fun. with the Kralitz Fang. We will be starting a new chapter in the adventures of A1... Uh, Tazi and Karel, and we will see if they can continue to escape the clutches of the Empire and, and if, maybe pay their bills. If people haven't had a chance to go back and listen to the back episodes, will there be like a little recap at the beginning of this where they could like catch up? Would this be a good time to maybe jump in on the adventure? So, so of course, we're going to do a, a very brief kind of character introduction and uh, perhaps recap at the beginning of this first episode. Uh, we're going to try to use a tried and true method to kind of bring everyone up to speed as to where everybody is now. A crawl, so we can move, so we can move forward quickly. No, oh. no, we're 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 hearkening back to uh, season one, episode one of the podcast for oh, how we're going to do okay. this. Oh, okay. Um, and and then again, moving forward, we will be and we will be every other week. We'll be doing a bi-weekly show, so we'll be alternating Mondays at opposite 8 identical, opposite identical weeks. So 
Mm. This Wait, is opposite good. weeks of identical, correct, Kaylee? Yes, yes, correct. Yes, perfect. Yeah. So, so that's coming up uh, in a couple weeks. And you and Kaylee will both be on the show. Of yep. course. That is wonderful. Uh, so It'll we're looking fun. forward to seeing that. Obviously, you all can find Michael at Loser MLW on all the socials. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kaylee is Anime Girl. And Correct. then can they find you on Redemption Pod on Twitter? Uh, yep. Michael is currently volunteered to over that account. I'm so, so proud of him. Yeah, so Redemption Pod still exists. It still can be listened to. We still have the Twitter account. We will be posting updates from this for the Smugglers Blues through that through that account. Because Smugglers Blues is a redemption story. Wonderful. Yes. We're and up. we will be dumping the audio raw and unedited about a week after we do the live stream to the podcast as a season nine type thing. Nice. So we're all very excited to see that come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else the two of you want to plug really quick? Well, I've uh, I've got, let's see, my oh. Wednesday night show. I uh, saw Wednesday night right, show. Yeah. Yes, uh, Dragon Age, A Time of Masks and Daggers on the Rook and Rasp channel on Twitch. That's uh, twitch.tv slash Rook and Rasp. Um, that's on at uh, 7 30 p.m on wednesdays and we are starting to near we're, we're getting close to the conclusion of our first season so things are starting to come to a head we're in a, a major city we, we're in this we're in the capital of our area trying to hunt down some leads to a mystery we are trying to solve um, and then you can also find me on tubular teens with titans which is an audio drama that's power rangers based or inspired uh, you can find that on any of your pond catchers mm. Coming up uh, next Monday, uh, the 15th, over on the RPG Academy, we're doing a uh, like a one-shot a demo adventure of the game Blue Rose, uh, one of the age games. It's one of my favorite games. I love that system so much. That's going to be then. And I think June 5th, is it, Michael? Are we both doing, uh, what is that, Ryutama uh, for the I Academy? Have- I have put myself on on a backup for that one because I know okay. Ryotama's I've played before and I know there's a number of people that were interested in being part of that one. So, okay. And Caleb, where can we find you? I am on the socials at the Caleb G. You can hear uh, me over on the RPG Academy. If you go back into those archives, you can also hear me on several of the sample adventures that Kaylee and Michael were talking about. I just ran... Um, I ran the Dune sample adventure that is coming out now, and we played in the uh, what's the name? Because I always get it wrong. Dragon, Dragon, Dragon Bane. Dragon Bane. Dragon Bane sample adventure. Mm-hmm. I played a duck. That was the best duck I have ever played with. Uh, so that's cool. That'll be coming out soon. Um, I don't know if I've ever. There was a lot of ducking around. Let's just put it that way. There there was so much duck. There were so many, so many duck and waterfowl puns. I mean, it was literally like off the chain. Uh, Like there was. I have to go watch that one. It was uh, was pretty fun. And all of them were made at my expense. Mm -hmm. Um, And you were mostly super good sport. Mostly by these two over here. Uh, You know, I'm I'm good at playing, playing the the butt of the joke. Um, So yeah, you can hear me over there. Uh, we'll have some more sample adventures coming up soon and everything else we're doing here on Identico. Um, you can hear us. I'll be on there. Michael will be on there. Um, over on Michael from the RPG Academy's side project, Smallville Farm to Fable. 
his fan cast rewatch of we just recorded we just recorded season six episode one's recap and i will be recording episode two later this week you're gonna love Uh, the question i asked oh good i'm excited um i'm bummed that i didn't get into some of the episodes i wanted to for this season i was just too slow Mm -hmm. um and you can also see some of my charity work over at 0.5past.org on the socials at p the number five past um i am relaunching some updated free uh role-playing games set in the star wars universe and there'll be some other stuff coming up soon as well and i also got a giant pitch deck from somebody about identico projects Earlier this Ooh. week, mm. I don't, I don't know mm. what you're talking about. Mm, so good. Mm. We don't know anything. Oh no, I've I've seen the stuff. Uh, as always, you can find me everywhere. I am at Alex the Humanoid on all of the social things because Mallow makes me keep my branded self everywhere. Uh, I may be back for Identical After Dark tomorrow at 7 p.m. But if you'd like, you can watch me on the Gamers Heaven channel uh, on either YouTube or Twitch at Gamers Heaven PNW. Uh, where we do our Wednesday Super Show. So we'll be talking news and video games and all kinds of goofy crap. Tomorrow, um, I had some salty words for Nintendo on Monday's show. Um, very salty. Or you can subscribe to that at youtube.com slash gamers7pnw. Or you can subscribe to us here at youtube.com slash identical. In fact, subscribe to all the places. Hit the like buttons, thumbs up things. We're trying to beat the algorithms. It's killing us. Um, especially since social media is such a flux. And the last thing I would like to leave for anybody who stayed here this long, because this is this is my message to the tabletop RPG community. Can you please all stop fucking eating each other for about a month? Never happened. Like dead ass. Like, can we stop for like a fucking month? Okay. I mean, we're all gamers. Let's just try and enjoy everybody, the hobby without having to tell everybody else what they should think. Everybody calm the fuck down for like a month. Yeah. Okay, because I'm getting getting a little bent about it. Eat the rich, not each other. Exactly. Unless you're into that. No, yeah. no kink shame. Eat the rich, not each other. Okay, that's my message to tabletop barbecue. That's a shirt. Yep. All right. Thank you all. We'll be back in two weeks. I think that's right before I leave for the thing. Yes, that's the facts. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll be back in two weeks for Chaos Incorporated, uh, where it looks like they're going to Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. All right. What happens in Vegas explodes the world. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Night. Chaos Incorporated is Kaylee as Chone, Michael as Maxi, Dot as Stitches, Caleb as Zed, and Alex is your game runner. You can learn more about the game we play on this podcast by going to www.playidentico.com. You can join us live for these sessions every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific over on twitch.tv slash identico. And you can watch along with past episodes and see additional content like how to play videos over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash identico. And finally, you can follow along with us on the socials at identico on Twitter and at humanoid games on threads and Instagram. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next week.